maybe I maybe I would answer go big or go home. And welcome to RBLE Global Tracks, which is Leipzig's very first RB Leipzig podcast in English. And this one is brought to you by Richard and Mario. And amongst us, we are season tickets holders. We are passionate supporters and not so neutral local pundits. And both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days. So if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city. It has improved. And if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. We are thrilled and delighted to welcome you on board. So let's go. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. And auf geht's, Richard. How are you today? Hey, Mario. Thank you. I'm fine. Let's get started. That's wonderful, Richard. Thank you very much. Um, before we get started, we like to start a little bit differently today because we'd like to thank some uh, new followers. We like to thank our new listeners and we like to acknowledge some people who actually spread the, ver the word for us. Bloody hell. The word for us. Um, on X Twitter, and I think the most famous person around here in Leipzig is Mr. Guido Schäfer. Mr. Guido Schäfer is uh, also an ex-football player, soccer player in the, I think, 90s for FSR Mainz 05. And I think in his heart, that is the club that he still supports, which is fine. We're okay with that. And he used to play in the second tier, in the second Bundesliga, quite successfully. They never got relegated. And since 2015, um, Guido Schäfer is actually chief editor at the Leipziger Volkszeitung in the section of sports. So he does know what he's talking about. And Guido, we'd like to thank you in your Hessische Akzent, if I can do it. Let me give it a try, Richard. Hold on. I good Guido! Vielen Dank, dass du uns mal angehört hast und dass du das überstanden hast mit uh, ohne... Offensichtliche Pläsure. Also nichts Neues hinzugekommen. Wunderbar. Danke, dass du uns weiterempfohlen hast, dass du unsere Message weiter verbreitet hast und beste Grüße von einem Ex-SSV Raunheimer an einen Ex-TV Hasslore. Mach's gut, danke. Do you think that worked? Maybe, but to be honest, he doesn't listen to us anyway. Oh, I forgot. Minor detail. <laughs> But hey, there's somebody else who um, discovered us. Uh, maybe you want to introduce them, Richard. Yes, um, I would like to thank rb-fans.de for reposting our um, advertisement for our podcast. Thank you, yeah. Thank you very, very much. Um, we appreciate that. Um, thank you for your dedication, for your work uh, to rb-fans.de. And we like to listen to your podcast as well. Um, so, yeah, thanks for following and thanks for retweeting. I must say I'm also a fan of their podcast, which is in German. We're going to put that in the show notes. And eat quite equally, even maybe a little bit longer. Guido Schäfer has a podcast out for many years and he has a co-host. It's a gentleman called Michael Hoffman. He is a very... Well, he is famous uh, comedian, and I don't think if comedian is is the right term because his sense of humor is is very intelligent, and his play of words, I think, it's unmatched. I, I must admit. So um, uh, the podcast is called Die Rückfallzieher. We'll put it in the show notes. Both of the podcasts are in German, but if you get a chance, do check him out. It's well worth listening to them. But there's one more shout out we like to do. 
And that's to a new first-time listener. It's Justin Dalton. And Justin Dalton um, sent us a message via Twitter telling us that he's a first-time listener and he's uh, delighted to have discovered that there is an RB Leipzig podcast in English. So thank you very much for that, Justin. So um, in my mind, he... he, uh, was living in Leipzig, so <laughs> I did ask him if he's going to go go to the match on Sunday versus Freiburg, and he told me he would love to, but it's a long way from Canada. Um, so we're delighted to have you on board. You, I think you are the first listener in Canada, so thank you very much for listening, and uh, do keep in touch. Brilliant. So, Richard, what are we going to talk about today? Give us some details, please. No problem. Today we want to talk about our key takeaways from our match against Belgrade. And we have a little analytics part to rotate or not to rotate. That is question. And last but not least, our preview to our next encounter before the international break against SC Freiburg. Oh yeah, SC Freiburg. We love those encounters, don't we? Let's talk about the Champions League uh, match in Belgrade. There was a lot about said about the atmosphere. There was a lot of about, there was a lot of um, concern that um, our supporters who would travel there may run into difficulties. I think about 600 of them made the journey. It's about 1,100 kilometers from Leipzig. And to be honest, there are no direct flights. It's not like Frankfurt or maybe Berlin. So you do, if you want to take a flight, you go, maybe you have to travel four hours to, to, to Frankfurt or to Berlin. On Twitter, I noticed quite a lot of them did go by car, 1,100 kilometers, as I said. They probably had Red Bull and some sort of energy drink. Got to be Red Bull, doesn't it? They were actually, I'm not sure if you could hear them because it was quite loud, but hey, massive respect to you guys to making the journey and hope everyone returned back and it was worth it because you came back with three points and i think it was really important that you actually were present so thank you well done so what was your your key takeaway from this match richard um our team can overcome a low in tough weather conditions in a stadium with an exceptional atmosphere mm -hmm. and can handle the pressure to qualify to the knockout stage with the win That hasn't been always uh, in our um, past because um, performing our best possible, performing our A game in tough circumstances was a hard thing to do for us in the recent years. Um, I remember our first uh, UCL away game at Besiktas Istanbul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was amazingly and bloody hell that's loud I, I've, i've been there but this is a story for another episode and we, we could not deal with the fanatic home team supporters Definitely there so, and, and then lost um and a few months later it was almost the same in start Velodrome in marseille uh, where we lost the second leg game in the uh, europa league quarterfinal that time mm. mm -hmm. And you surely remember last year's Europa League semi-final second leg at Ibrox Park. I, um, I didn't want to think about it anymore. Uh, but, but, yeah, but thank but you for reminding to, me. Really appreciate um, it. Our, our <laughs> team was, was overwhelmed by the force that came from the stands there as well. But this time, our players succeeded. And, and I rate this win slightly higher than last year's victory mm -hmm. at Paradise um, versus Celtic. Um, although we, we desperately needed a win there too. But this time, I think it's it's worth more. I think it's it's also worth more because we qualify for the last 16 very early. 
and we came out we came out of uh, away from really two matches where we didn't create much chances where we didn't score um and it looked it was quite dreadful and um so yeah i i i tend to agree there plus for me the key takeaway is that we have the glorious three i like to call it blaswish bloody hell how, how does he do it how does he do it that i mean not 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 mentioning that the double triple save he did in the second half that last save in the in his short i don't know if that's english short corner in this um uh this very last chance of uh belgrade that was astonishing that was just astonishing and of course um um xavi with his beautiful strike um giving us the lead quite early quieting down the uh, crowd somewhat but not too much and openda what can i say these this is our life insurance all three of them beautiful this is my key takeaway that we have some <laughs> some some i mean the whole team was wonderful but they just were excellent i mean i, I i'm struggling for words here and i'm so glad that at the moment we have to set up um and the team is is successful like that so anything else for Bear belgrade but i think this pretty much wraps it up doesn't it we are so happy to continue and uh well let's see what happens when we play the noisy neighbors <laughs> but that's for another day now richard there is something really interesting you you approached me with and um you had some thoughts about rotation and i like to call this question to rotate or not to rotate. Um, there, there have been a lot of uh, thoughts, sometimes a lot of voices also on the internet and on, on Twitter, uh, where people demanded there's going to be more rotation, more rotation of the players, even some players we haven't seen, somebody even called for somebody who's not made it to the squad, um, to the roster. But does it actually mean, um, if you rotate more, that you are more successful? And uh, I think you took a really really good approach to to investigate that by looking at the team who's currently at the top of the league, the Werkself by Leverkusen, by the way, not referring to uh, complying with 50 plus one rules, but that's for another episode as well. So yes, please, what, what are your thoughts? To rotate or not to rotate? Does it mean more rotation? Does it mean you're more successful? No, obviously not. And I will explain why. Um, what? So yeah. But they're 28 out of 30 points. Come on, what are you talking about? Yeah, listen. Um, I'm listening. <laughs> listening. Uh, listen carefully. Um, so yeah, you you talk. Sorry, about I got to interrupt you. I have a <laughs> have a colleague of mine who says this all the time to me. Listen, I'm only saying this once. Listen carefully. <laughs> that was why my English teacher always told listen. Oh my God! Here we um, go. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, you, you you said it. Okay, so we are on the top of the league. Is is Bayer Leverkusen and all those people that follow us on on X Twitter may have recognized it. I made a little graphic, a little statistic, um, where you can see some differences in the approach uh, of Bayer Leverkusen and RB Leipzig, and in, uh, in terms of how many players started and how long did they play and so on. And another thing our boss is also often criticized is his uh, substitution handling. People say um, he should react to the events on the pitch earlier and not waiting until at least 60, 65 minutes into the game before sending out fresh men from the bench. Well, sometimes he waits even longer, you know. Yeah, wait a, little, wait a few minutes. I look oh, into it as well. <laughs> okay, so I was wondering, is, is this really a solution to solve 
our inconsistency issues. Mm -hmm. So um, so I thought, okay, by Leverkusen is playing on a very high level with an impressive consistency. How do they handle their workload of their squad? And, and what I found out is quite interesting. In the first 10 Bundesliga games this season, Bayern Nufius started almost every game with the same starting 11. Eight players started in every match. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a heck of a lot. Plus another three in nine of those 10 games. So in so total, that's a whole team. It's yeah. a whole team. In total, 11 players started at least in nine games. Uh, wow. And after all, only 14 players started for Bayer so far this Bundesliga season. And wow. if you look, they can have a small <laughs> roster if they yeah. wanted to. <laughs> and, and, and nobody's talking about, ooh, they look fatigued, they look tired. No, no yeah. nothing. And let's take a look in the same categories at in RBL. We have only five players who started every game, and in addition, the number of two who started at least nine times. So, in total, seven players here um, who started uh, in at least nine games compared to 11. Uh, that was the number for Bayer. It's quite a difference. Mm -hmm. And the total number of players who started for RBL this Bundesliga season is 20. Remember? Yeah. Bayern had 14 in this department. Wow. So, so how do they handle cool. this? How do they handle this? I have, yeah. I, I have no idea. Maybe they are trained better, have yeah. better, more stamina, and better form. I don't know. But, 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 but the key is, the thing is, people often say, hey, uh, you need, Marco needs to rotate more. He, 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 he does it, right? He does mm -hmm. rotate more uh, than Bayer Leverkusen, but Bayer Leverkusen is on the top. 20, you said it, 28 out of 30 points. Okay, so more rotation equals more success? I say no. But mm -hmm. I have a little more numbers for you if, you, if you're still ready. Bayer have a distinct few numbers of, of players who usually starts and, and is more successful in, in terms of winning games than RBL. Um, they are now on a six-game winning streak and never scored less than two goals in every match. And even more in interesting is, I, I found out, is the average minutes of substitutions during a game. Um, as I said, Marco Rose is, is often criticized for substituting too late. And I saw a look in this category as well for both teams. And surprisingly, the average minute of a substitution is later in the game at Bayern uh, 04 than at RBL. Alonso changes okay. on average after, hold on, after almost 18 minutes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe it? <laughs> no. Almost <laughs> 80 minutes. And, and Marco Rosa does it after 74. Gee, I mean, after 80, 10 for the last 10 minutes, I wouldn't bother anymore. I would just stay put. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've got a. And I've got wow. one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Um, come on, come on, okay. hit us. So, make an educated guess. Um, the, fir the first 11 players with the most playing time so far, how many percent of every single minute goes on their account? So you have 10 games, 11 players, 90 minutes. So 9,900 minutes. Um playing time mm -hmm. uh, in total mm -hmm. and the first 11 how many percent make an educated guess 80 percent 80 percent okay 80 percent is correct for rbl so Ooh, okay 11 players got 80 percent of the 9900 minutes but at Bayer leverkusen it's 93 
Jesus. 93. So, but why is this, why could this be a key for success? Is this a team that plays with, with each other very often and every, and, 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 and uh, they know each other, they know uh, how to pass the ball, where the next person's going to run? Do you yeah, think that helps? Obviously, obviously okay. something like that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the oh. novice here. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure why, um, but it, this is, this is not, this is no coincidence. Okay, mm -hmm. Alonso does this for a reason, and in, in my opinion, this is because yes, he thinks that um, the fewer changes, the better for the outcome. So the the interaction, the cohesion in in the team, it, it clicks more. Yeah, you know. It, it, it's just clicking um, with these um, specific 11 to 14 players. But um, conclusion to wrap things up here, um, I think giving the players a rest and, and change your starting lineup more often and to substitute earlier is not crucial to have success. Um, at least to now. Bayer Leverkusen will get problems. Okay, don't, don't get me wrong because in January... It's the African Cup. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they got... Um, let me take a quick look. They got uh, Boniface, right? He plays for uh, Nigeria. Mm -hmm. um, Tapsoba. Mm -hmm. um, Frimpong. Frimpong. And yeah. Amiri. So those, four. Those, those, those four um, mm -hmm. will participate in the African Cup of Nations. And so they are very likely out in the first games in, in 2024. Um, yeah, and very likely also not available in, in, in the match against us. Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, nice for us, though. Um, so I'm excited and curious to see how Xabi Alonso will handle this. Can you imagine Marco Rose would... Do the same tactics, and we had about um, eleven players who played ninety percent of the time, started ninety percent of the time. I could imagine that the supporters would get very anxious um, the way they are right now because um, we were just so concerned that our key players get injured. And you've seen this with Danny Olmo. Mm. Um, you've seen this now. Okay, Willy Orban. You never thought he can get injured. Um, and there, there are people are really concerned that Xavi. Uh, will get injured, uh, who's one of our glorious three from Belgrade. How how would you answer that question? So put yourself in, in the shoes of Marco Rosa. He does he has the same, pretty much the same lineup all the time. Wouldn't you be concerned that down the road in five, six, seven games we would be missing a lot more key players or be very tired? Maybe I maybe I would answer go big or go home. Right, so I like that. I like that. <laughs> send yeah. out always the best squad possible to win every game. Never and change a winning team. Kaching! And don't <laughs> and don't be anxious. Don't don't go into a mm. game with fear. Oh, maybe I could lose the game. Oh, maybe someone gets injured. No, um, get get in every encounter with the positive mindset. Okay, mm -hmm. we're good. Um, we're playing well together. Um, we have nice. Uh, ball carriers we have players with good vision um, we have a good keeper that um, will help us out and in, in, in case he has to so i think this is an important mindset and do you think um it was sort of an hmm, let me call it error 
to have Pete in goal when we played Wolfsburg maybe not start with the, the best team possible? Mm, no, maybe. It's it's kind of like a little hindsight. So from now the game of is... Of course, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> now the game is over, we can always say, oh, there was an error. Um, <laughs> last we should have started. I so far, so. it's able to. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, to, to be honest, I would have given uh, Pete a chance as well. Mm -hmm. So my, my, my humble opinion is no, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a mistake. But I think Marco Rosa is, thinks that rotation is important. Um, and what do you think the reasons could be for that? Is it being anxious and concerned about losing key players for the really important match? But I think every match is important. We've seen that. Um, you know, just remember your little session regarding Mind the Gap. You need to get the points with the uh, uh, the uh, top, uh, sorry, bottom five teams. And what happens next? We lose to Mainz. Um, sorry, Guido, but Mainz is down there. And and why is that? You know, have, have we not played with the right team, not with the best team? Do we change too much? There's too much uh, inconsistency there. Uh, that that would support yeah, that argument, what you just shown, and also the graphics that we put um, would be on, on Twitter and the numbers you explained. But I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, if Marco Rosa would actually do that and how fans would react. I think supporters would, they expect a rotation. But they are at the same time they expect to have the best team on the pitch. I mean, you're right. Hmm. But I think it's we, very yeah, interesting. We could, we, could, uh, we could argue about that for, I know, for, for, for hours. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll do that, but not today. But in order to answer our question, to rotate or not to rotate, does more rotation automatically mean more success? In this case, when we look at Bayer Leverkusen, it doesn't seem to be that way. Um, so thank you, thank you very much, Richard. That was really interesting. Um, until our next little study that we're going to have. Well, you're going to do that. I'm just going to talk about it. <laughs> But thanks a lot. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully everybody else uh, thought it was useful. Now let's look ahead to Sunday night, 7.30 at night. We're going to meet again, SC Freiburg. By the way, the Ultras are going to boycott uh, of SC Freiburg. They're going to boycott that game again, which is quite convenient. I mean, it's, uh, I think, eight hours distance to Leipzig. It's a Sunday night, 7.30, and uh, I guess they got to go to work on Monday. I do understand. So better stay at home. So, Richard, could you introduce our next opponent, please? Introducing our next opponent, their maker, Jack. Of course, again, and yeah, SC Freiburg, um, I have some mixed feelings about that uh, you know i have some maybe early on bias from our earlier encounters with uh, sc freiburg i do remember very well this this snow game march oh, yeah. 2017 we, we led the second bundesliga with six points ahead of freiburg and i thought okay now uh, we're gonna travel to freiburg monday night win the game there and go away to nine points um margin but mm, Things mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think we lost two one. Yeah, they've like developed that. very very differently um, because uh, all of a sudden it started snowing. Um, <laughs> a, few, a few a few players of ourselves was uh, out to illness. I um, think yeah. yeah, there was some virus going on, in, oh, and yeah. actually and they took a plane to to Freiburg, yeah. which uh, didn't help the situation. It uh, spread quite easily. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we lost 2-1, you were right, and so instead of nine points ahead, it was only three. And at the end of the season, okay, we, we was promoted, okay, quite, quite nice, but uh, Freiburg uh, 
went all the way. So, But this memory sticks with you, I agree. Mm. Because I yeah. get an uneasy feeling every time we play Freiburg. Yeah, but, and uh, do but the it, statistics support that? No, it, no, it does not. Especially really? if you look at the last encounters we had. We won the cup final 2022. Mm. Exactly. Take that. What <laughs> a game that was. My mm, gosh. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Moving um, on. We lost. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we lost. We didn't. We didn't lose. Uh, we won. We won that away. Uh, cup semi final last year, 5 1. And a few days Beautiful. later, 1 yeah. 0 in the Bundesliga. And, and later, 1 0 in winning the Bundesliga. That was a crucial Kevin Kampe. Yeah, remember? That was a <laughs> of course. It was a crucial one to claim a top four spot in the league. Yeah. And, and back to back wins within a few days uh, apart in Freiburg. This is a huge thing. Yeah. Okay. Not many teams are able to do this. So I'm quite optimistic. And mm -hmm. if you look how Freiburg started um, into this season, um, you know, they are in, with a very balanced record. They won four, lost four, and had two draws, and are currently in eighth position. And I think Freiburg is playing a pretty solid season. So they won the matches which they were supposed to win, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, so they were victorious against Bremen, Augsburg and Bochum. And maybe that is a not so expected win at Hoffenheim. But they lost against Dortmund, Stuttgart, Bayern and Leverkusen. So they already played against um, the first four in the league and in all of their losses there, they were pretty much without a chance. So they were mm -hmm. outshot 3 to 14 um, wow. in those matches combined. And Christian Streich usually comes up with four defenders um, when playing against those uh, opponents. And um, they started against Dortmund in Stuttgart with a little bit more offensive um, approach, but changed that after the Bayern game. Uh, so in that last encounter against uh, Leverkusen, He started with a very tight 4-1-4-1 formation, um, but they didn't sit too deep back um, to their own penalty box. So Bayern Leverkusen had quite some space to maneuver when playing the ball quickly. with two. Do you think we're going to get this on Sunday as well? A bit of space to maneuver? It's what we like, isn't it? I do expect that. I do expect four defenders as well. Maybe this 4-1-for-1 one, one formation because it, it worked quite well for, for them. Okay, so, so Leverkusen found a way um, to, to maneuver through this um, tight package um, but not often. Um, mm. and they had so this, this beautiful goal and I don't know if you saw it from Florian Wirtz where he does this uh, Anthony Yeboah thing, <laughs> if you remember uh, what Yeboah did with Oliver Kahn back, back the day in the 90s. And Badesalz, Anthony Sabini. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> Bon Angel. Yeah. So Florian Wurz took, took the ball, uh, went into the box, uh, one hook and another hook. And um, yeah, then with a beautiful shot into the far post. Um, not, not This guy's on fire, isn't he? Uh, absolutely. Mm. Um, but it was an individual effort. Um, not really an, an, an uh, outplayed chance here. And the second goal, uh, Thought it was a little bit lucky. Uh, it was um, I, who's that? Who's his first name? It was Hoffman, I think, who uh, came in from uh, Gladbach, mm -hmm. and he he shot from um, 18 meters away, hit the post. The ball went back to the back from the from the Freiburg keeper, and from there, 
uh, over the goal line into the back of the net. Mm. So they had a, a few more chances, uh, to, to be honest. Leverkusen had a few more chances. Um, but most of them came when they played a quick game. So, so Freiburg, this is what we should do to yeah, do as well. Yeah, Try. Freiburg, Freiburg showed some inconsistencies in, in in playing the ball out of their own uh, defending area. Some players to watch here for everyone who isn't that familiar with uh, with with Freiburg. Obviously, number thirty-two, Vincenzo Grifo. Mm. It's the leader of the teams. Yeah. In, in I, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, nice vision, mm -hmm. nice passing. Uh, take the responsibilities for the dead balls. Does nice crosses. Is a dribbler. Um, leader of the team and a captain. So I'll keep an eye on him. Number 32, Vincenzo Grifo. Don't give him too much space. And I spotted some some weak points, especially in the defense. Number three, uh, Leonhardt. He's sometimes too hesitant against the ball carriers. And he often defends on the right side. So that might be a nice target to attack for David Raum. Mm -hmm. um, so you have number 17, it's a Kübler. Um, center defender is a bit slow, I think. Should be a, should be also a, a target for, for Xavi or Penda for some take-ons. Um, and they got some younger players. Number 34, Merlin Ruhl, often plays in defensive midfield or in, in, in the in the center backfield and I think it's slightly too slow for our speedsters. Um, okay. So, yeah, take, take, take him on with, with, with speed. Um, but, and, and they have a crucial um, absence. Uh, number Who's 30. That? Number 30, Christian Günther. Oh yeah. I think everyone remembers him uh, who yeah. saw the cup final. Uh, because <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's, it's it's i i like him i i like him. i like his play style um because yeah. he is relentless in in, yeah. in every time he's, he's who would you pitch. compare to at every leipzig who's maybe uh, not there anymore yeah imagine yusuf Paulsen would be a defender so this yeah. is yeah this is christian Günther, and he, oh, he's out uh yeah. and he's out number 30 is out this is good for us so hopefully yeah but they have some offensive talent um Keep an eye on number 42, mm -hmm. Doan. Uh, I think is a guy from from Japan. He's nice ball handling and vision too. Prolific passer in dangerous areas. So don't give him too much space with the ball to his feet. Mm -hmm. And number seven. I I, I watched number seven, Noah Weishaupt, a few times. He's a talented midfielder. Came often from the bench, but also scored once this season. So keep an eye on him if he... And I, I guess he will... Um, He will come in in the second half. Number seven, Noah Weishaupt. Mm -hmm. Don't don't let him alone with the ball. Okay. I think that's a very nice overview and also gives us some hope that um, we might see a very attractive game. If uh, speed is needed, I think we can do that and we have to yeah, do that. Can, and that gets the crowd on the side straight away, like we've seen versus Cologne. Beautiful. Yeah. What about the information that Marco Rose is going to play with? Do you think they're going to be... I think he's, he changed it a couple of times. Yeah, and I know you were looking at that mm. quite closely and you yeah. weren't so... You were actually quite positive. You had a positive reaction towards the Wolfsburg game where he changed it. But I think he changed it back versus Belgrade or Mainz. Mm. So what, what do you think is effective for us versus I, Freiburg? I expect Rosa to, to stick with the 4-4-2 or 4-2-2-2 formation, which he showed us against Belgrade. Is that his favorite formation? His, yeah, his favorite, yeah. Um, we we talked about it in our last episode. I know. Um, and, yeah, Rose always likes to play with four defenders, and I expect him to do this here as well. Do you think it's the right formation? Do you think it's okay? Uh, yeah, Rose knows best, right? 
<laughs> you're, you're getting diplomatic. I love it. <laughs> Rose you know, knows I, best. I, you, know, you heard I, it here first. It's I not was, my wife knows best. It's Rose knows best. <laughs> I was falling in love with this free uh, defend from the center back formation we saw against Cologne. Yeah, yeah. Um, because so, maybe maybe it was an exception. You know, maybe it was exceptionally good. It was. It just on the day it was perfect. So you thought that would fit every time, wouldn't it? Well, me. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. So mm. I I expect him to stick to his 40th information. So well, okay, It'll be interesting. Prediction. Lineup prediction. Line I was waiting for that, coach. Okay, Blaswig, of course. Henrichs, Simakan, look at Raum in our defense. Uh, Schlager, Haidara. Haidara made an extraordinary great game, in my opinion, um, against Belgrade. And Xavi, of course, and. I would like to see Forsberg and Openda from the beginning. I was surprised that Forsberg came in versus Belgrade and I loved his face when he didn't score. when He had that great chance and my expression on the face was, was the same, pretty much. Just wanted to point that out. Okay, we're all looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be there on Sunday and watch it live and in color and in whatever with a lot of beer. No, hopefully not. Great. Thanks a lot, Richard. Uh, this has been very, very interesting. We uh, had a look at um, the Champions League, but also we uh, looked at the small rotation mean more success. And uh, we looked forward to the uh, Freiburg match. So, Richard, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you for everyone following us on uh, X Twitter. We are RBLE Global Tracks. Do drop us a note. You can do this via Twitter or the old email. Talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com. And our next uh, recording will be soon. Well, next week. So thank you very much, everyone. Have a good one. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs.